Welcome to Coffee Charged Conversations. This is actually my first podcast episode that I've ever recorded way outside my comfort zone. And for that reason, I've decided to chat to one of my good friends, Guy Salva, today. Shout out, bro. So I think one of the main things that is important to note about Guy and I's, we always have quite deep conversations. And I feel like in today's world, it's quite hard to to get those conversations. Often things can be quite surface level. You know, even on that point, I'd say like back in the day, I feel like I used to have a lot of deep convos with a lot of different people. But as time goes on, like when you actually have that now, it's it's like a shock. It's like, yo, that happened. Like, I, I don't feel like it happens often now. And I don't know if that's just me and my life or if shit's changing, you know? Like, I don't know if you can say the same. Like, do you have a lot of those combos with people? I mean, I'd definitely say for me, it's, <clears throat> I'm naturally that. Like I thrive as I'm naturally quite an introverted person. Mm. So for me, I thrive on those deeper conversations that have a bit more depth. Mm. That gives me energy. When I'm having a lot of surface level conversations and I can see there's no realness to it things feel like a little bit forced for me and mm. it, it often feels like I'm exerting way more energy than I'm actually receiving. Sure. And that that's also a big thing, dude. Like, yeah, you, there's people that, that drain you. There's people that give you energy and fuck, like I've also found I've got, I go through phases where like I speak to some people and, uh, I carry on speaking to them or or just maybe a bunch of people and like I just feel like what what actually happened like did what whatever I've been doing and you kind of just get to that point and you're like fuck like I need to just have a real chat but, yeah but you can't do that with everyone that's the thing like they I feel like now more than ever there's people just aren't inclined that way but it, it's quite interesting, I find, because you and I have mm. very different personalities. Mm. I mean, from an outside perspective, it seems as if you are very extroverted. Mm. And you thrive off other people. That's where you, it seems as if you get your energy from. Whereas I need my time mm. to myself. So... As, as time's gone on, uh, I'd say, yeah, I I found now, like, I need my time more. But fuck, when I was a lighty, bro, like, dude, if, if I was five minutes by myself and I wasn't chatting to someone or seeing someone, I was like, fuck, something's wrong. Like, oh, wait, I need to hit someone up, go there. But, like, now I can, I can blow on. I need it. And why do you think that was that you 
felt so uncomfortable being by yourself? Dude, I, I don't know. Maybe the simple answer is like, I was just like, my brain was racing and I couldn't just speak to myself for fucking three hours, you know, like I needed to, to get that out on someone else. Maybe, I don't know, but yeah, that's, that's just how it was. Maybe, maybe maturity. I think, yeah, probably. Okay. And so what, what role has purpose played in your life? I know that you and I have had conversations about purpose and meaning. Mm. Um, and it's obviously quite a, a big thing in our lives. So yeah, in your life, what, what role has purpose played in, in your everyday life and getting up in the morning? Sure. Now, more than ever, that's, that's something that's prevalent. I feel like also when I was younger, I guess maybe it's just cause there's so much going on with fucking school and I don't know, you're going to go play rugby after school or whatever. Like there's purpose for you. It's like, there's your path that's led, but fuck the minute you get out of school. Yeah. That's, that's when you really start thinking about that question. And yeah, I'd say now, now you need purpose. Like anyone without purpose, what the fuck are you doing? Like, like what's the point? Are you just, you're just living like for what? So dude, now I, I need something to drive me. So you say after schools when it kind of clicked for you? Yeah. What do you feel at this point in time your purpose is? Fuck. That's a good question. I think about a lot of different things. Like one one way I see my life now is I see a few paths I could go on. But uh, maybe I'm hesitating to pick one. Um, yeah, what's the right one? What what do I think will be the one I like the most? But um, yeah, if I if I have to answer you honestly, I'd say just like keeping busy with something for now, because I think the minute you're not busy with something, doesn't matter what the fuck it is, you shit gets stale and when it gets stale i think that's when like like your mental side physical like whatever it is that's that it starts fucking you up and uh yeah purpose now yeah be busy uh, i wouldn't i wouldn't be able to give you like a proper answer on what my purpose is actually no i lie i lie I think one of my main purposes is to help people. I, I feel like very inclined that way. I wanna, if I see you struggling, it's in my nature, like I wanna help you. Like I wanna do something for you. Just put a smile on your face. Um, yeah, that's a big one. I think no matter what I do in life, if I can stay true to that, then I'm doing something right. Of course, I want to have fun along the way. I think it would be fucking sick if like I was in the UFC and doing a fucking walkout and going ham. Uh, yeah, and I'd, I'd ask you the same thing. What What's your purpose? So 
to be honest, I think my answer is quite similar. And I think that's why you and I bond quite easily. Mm. Um, I've been in places or in mindsets where I've been quite uncomfortable, quite anxious, quite insecure. Mm. And I'd say I've got quite a good emotional intelligence. Mm. So I'd, I'd definitely say that about you. I'm able to put myself in other people's shoes. I am quite empathetic in a way. Um, but I think that's because, I mean, I haven't experienced everything. That's definitely not the point I'm trying to get across, but in most cases I can see when someone's feeling a little bit unsure of themselves mm. or doubting themselves or in a group environment, you can see when people are putting their ego in the way. Um, and I think why I say mine similar is because my natural instinct is kind of just to reach out and, and help them. Mm. And that's something that my mom's definitely instilled in me. I mean, even from my childhood, my mom's, no matter what's going on in her life, um, I mean, she works in an advertising agency. So I think that caring nature that you say is part of your purpose. For me, that definitely comes from my mom mm. because in a sense, like, because she works in advertising agency, you work unexpected hours. I mean, mm. I've seen her come home at four in the morning from a oh. shoot. Um, I've moved to Tanzania for a year in my life with my mom yeah. and they started an advertising agency there. And I mean, already at the age of eight, I could see how busy my mom was, but that never stopped her from helping me with the smallest of tasks, whether mm. I forgot one of my textbooks, my mom would go straight from work get my book, drop it off at school for me. Like, I think having that support system and having someone care that deeply for me um, throughout my life has, yeah, it's kind of ingrained in, in me. And I feel like that's part of my purpose as well. Um, and I think life can get in the way of that sometimes. I know for me, definitely trying to deal with my stress mm and especially at work stress is a big thing and oh, i want to still be able in those stressful moments as best as i can to still be there for other people and not be so involved with and so worried about everything that's going on in my life that i forget to help others um oh but it's hard to do that it definitely is it, it, everyone's in their own little movie and you're the main character i'd hope like yeah but fuck you can get caught up in your shit so quickly so on that note mm. what would so 
often people say your biggest strength and your biggest weakness are almost related. Okay. So often your biggest strength leads to your greatest weakness. Mm. In your life, what would you say your biggest, I'm going to go with strength. So what, what would you say your biggest strength is mm. and how can that also lead to your biggest weakness? Fuck, as you were saying, I was hoping you weren't going to ask that question because I was thinking about it. Um, fuck, my biggest strength. Hmm. It's weird. Like, I've never thought about myself like that. Hmm. Let's, let's go weakness first. I think that's a bit easier. Let's say, yeah, one of my biggest weaknesses is procrastination. I feel like a lot of people also deal with that shit. But yeah, like just to get the ball rolling, I, I see that mountain and I don't wanna, I don't even touch it. But the thing that you find is once, once you actually just get that little bit of momentum, like, like it's so easy from there. And, and you look back and it's like, fuck. Like, like now I started getting up at uh, 10 to five to, to go gym. And bro, I'm a, I stay up fucking late, like way later than I should. And I've always done that. And um, I always thought like, there's nowhere, there's no way I'm gonna get up that early and start doing that shit. And now since I've started doing it, like a way of getting up is so ass. Like you feel like shit, you wanna go back to bed. What's the point? Wah, wah, wah. But then, dude, half an hour into gym and after gym especially, like you just, you get that rewarding feeling and you're like, wow, like that wasn't that bad. And, and it's like, have you ever seen that meme where that guy's mining? Well, there's two guys mining and the one stops just before like all the gold and shit. And then the other guys, he's on his way and he's, you know, he's going to get there. And it's, it's literally like that. It's like you on that brink. And if you just push a little bit more, like you're going to get there. Yeah. I mean, I definitely relate with that. I think what I've found recently that's worked for me mm. is taking small steps each day. So like I'll have a list of the goals that I want to achieve for the week. Some of them might be difficult goals. I make sure mm. they're all within reach. Mm, mm. And that's important. Like, for example, starting this podcast. I mean, that's something I never, it's always something I've wanted to do, but it's always something that I've been quite scared to do. Mm. And like my, my goal for this week was, you know, just get it started. Mm. Um, cause I think my brain naturally likes to overthink things and I want to perfect something and sometimes it stops me from, from trying, but at the same time within my goals for the week, I've also got simple goals. Um, mm. You know, I, if I'm not feeling so well, maybe my emotional state isn't so good that week. 
I'll give myself a little bit of a break um, and I give myself a little bit of of leeway. But yeah, sometimes your goals can be super simple, like getting a haircut. And I wanted to go on yesterday. As <laughs> as I, I wanted to look fly on this podcast, bro. But uh, here we are. I actually wanted to as well. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I waited outside the gym, oh. and yeah, the car just didn't come by. So it is what <laughs> it is. So this is me. Um, <laughs> but like goals can be that small. Um, mm. But at least you're building a little bit of momentum. You you're getting in the in the right direction. I think today, not everyone will know this, but you did a massive leap today. Um, this yeah. morning before, was... not only the podcast, we decided to go for our ice bath this morning. Mm. And I mean, I've done it twice before. For you, it was your first time and straight after you jumping onto your first podcast episode. And... Yeah, I guess I just wanted to ask, how do you feel after this morning's experience? Shit, yeah. When I woke up and I saw you standing next to my bed, I was fucked, dude. And I was fucked. Like, I could hardly open my eyes, bro. I was, I was hanging like a granny's tricep. I was fucking deep. And then, yeah, saw you. I was like, okay, it's time to move. Thank God we didn't do that run. Like, I actually know... I, I was I was thinking maybe it wouldn't have been that bad, but the ice bath, I still can't get over like, like, it wasn't that cold. Oh no no no! Actually no, it was fucking cold. But, <laughs> it was but, icy, dude. <laughs> it was icy, but I couldn't believe how quickly time went, cause, yeah, like we were discussing earlier, I wanted to jump out of that bitch. I was cold, and then I was just thinking like, oh, wait, how long has it been? Like, it hasn't even been two minutes. Because, like, you know, in your head, when you're doing something hard, like, time just goes so slowly. Mm. But then when you were like, dude, it's been five minutes, almost six minutes, I was like, what the fuck? Like, no way. And, uh, yeah, killed the hangover. I'd, I'd recommend to anyone, if you, if, if you are hanging like that, go have an ice bath. Like, it will sort you out. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, dude, then... Rockamama's, Beza, it's not even 11 o'clock. I feel like day's been fulfilled. Like it was, yeah, it's good. I'd, I'd usually just decompose in bed. <laughs> Hanging like that, geez. Like. But, but that's important here. Hey? I'd say, yeah, this year especially, I don't know why the hangover's been hitting, hitting way more than usual. And uh, yeah, I, I'll just stay in bed the whole day. Maybe like, Dude, feel feel energetic and fucking cook bacon and eggs. That's like the most I'll do in the day. But in those days where Andreas will tune me, yeah, come get in the garden. We fucking doing, we operating now. As much as I hate it, when it starts going, dude, that hangover just disappears. Like you need to move. You just yeah. need to like sweat it out. I think it's quite easy to get in that mindset when you hungover or, mm. you know, things aren't really going your way, it's quite easy to look for problems. Um, sometimes a solution can be right in front of you, but you, you know, it's there sometimes, but you, 
you feel sorry for yourself. Yeah. And oh. like you come from a, a place of lack. Mm. And I think going back to your point about time, I've almost noticed recently that when, when time goes quickly for me, where I don't even notice it's there, that's usually when I know I'm doing something that's aligned with who I am. Sure. So, like, the ice bath mm. this morning, like you said, it maybe felt like two minutes, maybe two and a half. And we got out and it was just under six minutes. Mm. And I think it's the same, even in just the podcast, for example, when conversations are energizing and I feel like I'm fully present, mm. time goes like this. Facts. It's important, dude. Like, oh, you can't be counting the clock the whole time. That's just too hard. You know, like at work, I find myself doing that. And then, yeah, it's just like oh, another 10 minutes or whatever. But it's not the way. Because like, yeah, like then also, what's the point? Like, and one day the clock just ends. Yeah. And, and like I even saw something a while ago where it's like, well, I'm going to bullshit the numbers, but it's like, Imagine every day you start off with 49,000 or 490,000 rand in your bank account. And then like you have the day to spend that. Like, can you spend it all? And it's like, probably not. Or actually, no, no, you could easily you could fucking buy some lit shit. With your drinking habits, I reckon your 49 grand would go quite easy. Dude, Uncle it. Ricky, I'd, <laughs> I'd be sponsored, dude. I'd have my own distillery. But, <laughs> but then, then they're like, oh, okay, but now that's your time. Like that's, those are the numbers. So 49,000 seconds. Yeah, I'm bullshitting, but. Okay. Yeah, basically. And then it's like, yeah, how do you spend that? And it's only like the productive things you do that, that counts. And then when I look at it that way, then I'm like, yo, I didn't touch that bank sometimes. Yeah. I feel yeah. like, I feel like. With social media and Fuck, stuff that like shit. that. Fuck that shit. I mean, I did, I did a, my honors in marketing. Mm. And within my honors degree, it was all about social media. And I mean, with no disrespect to social media, I mean, I think it's very important. There's, especially in the business space, there's businesses that won't get their name out there unless they have social media or um, search optimization, like it's, nice. it's definitely important, but it's, it's not for everyone. Mm. And I think for me, I was particularly on Instagram, mm. like I got a false sense of who my real friends were based on Instagram. So I was always known for like my captions. Oh, yeah? Like people would always come up to me on a night out or wherever and say like, oh, you have the best captions, whatever. What people didn't realize is 
I would overthink those captions and I'd be thinking for like 20 to 30 minutes, wasting my time trying to think of a caption that people will enjoy, Mm. find humorous. It worked. (laughs) It did. That's not the point. It did. Um, But it, it wasn't a true reflection of who I was, I always felt a bit of pressure. Mm. And as soon as I posted, I'd check who's who's liking my post. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I went into the business side of social media, I felt the same thing. But it was it was not just pressure on myself. It was also pressure from, you know, my boss and the people above me, because <laughs> now it's not it's not just me. Yeah, it has to work. It's, it has to. My idea has to fit with yeah. that company. Mm. So, yeah, for me, social media has been a little bit of an up and down relationship. Mm. How has it been for you? So, yeah, I was thinking about now. Um, like you said, some businesses need it. Did my dad's, without a doubt. Like, before I saw working for him, his only clients from word of mouth like that's that's how he's lived for the past i don't know 30 years just this guy went there he told his friend he came he told his friend and that's how he survived and i was when he told me that i was like dude what the fuck like so you've never like advertised somewhere or whatever and like yeah he's he's done the odd thing he's like gone to a trade show or uh anglo gold show maybe in a, a newspaper, whatever. But yeah, since like social media took off, he's had none of that shit. When I took over his Instagram account, that shit was dismal. Like, bad, dude. Like, like you know the highlight reels? Like, there were like captions within it, but you couldn't even read that shit. Like, it was just like, dude, what are you doing? So yeah, I took that over. And dude, even that, yeah, like you were saying, I find it so hard um, because it has to work. Like there you you have to overthink it to an extent. And yeah, the caption must be good. The photo must be good. All of this. And yeah, I mean, I find myself most days just trying to think of new ideas for like a story or a post and fuck, it's hard. And yeah. It's the one thing that's helped is getting inspiration from other accounts and then yeah, using an idea, making some adjustments to it, whatever. But yeah, yeah it's tough, dude. So you mentioned overthinking. Mm. What is your relationship with self-doubt? Fuck. Dude, are we like this? Facts. I think my whole life I've doubted myself with the smallest of things, with the biggest of things. And uh, yeah, I think everyone does it. Uh, I think to an extent it's normal, but yeah, bro, it's it's so shit. You, you have to believe in yourself. Like at the deepest of task, you have to. Because... Yeah, if you're not believing in yourself, then there's a big problem. 
like there you need to seriously have a sit down a chat a coffee think about it um yeah but it's something i'm 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 working on like just just letting it like not letting it go but but even if i down myself on something and i'm overthinking it just like giving that leeway to oh wait just do it even if you're gonna fuck it up just do it and through fucking up i think that's where you learn the most personally everything i've learned is through fucking up like i think i've fucked up way more than than doing shit right like facts yeah i feel like you do you learn your lessons from mistakes not achievements mm. um and yeah i want to give it to you because i know that i mean we speak quite often um we send silly voice notes that go for about eight to ten minutes i don't know how we actually take in all that information sometimes you've got to put it in two times but i know i remember you saying that if we'd done this podcast for example Mm. maybe three months back you weren't in the headspace to to do it facts you said that the self-doubt would have crept in and it Mm. would have taken over your your willingness to to actually just get out there and see what happens so i mean that's a that's a huge step for you and it seems like you're going in the right direction nah thank you like yeah dude a few months ago thank god it was such a like that pot plants said fuck all to you just yeah like everything you would have said to me i i would have thought of something but just in in the moment just overthink it like to to the nth degree um yeah wouldn't wouldn't have been a a nice podcast to say the least um yeah and even you like when we were speaking about this a few months ago like you were also hesitant you didn't you didn't think you could do it and you you didn't yeah there was something that that bothered you about it and what's changed now i mean i think it's almost like that perfectionist mm. side i've never really thought of myself as a perfectionist but in some ways i can be like I don't really like things. I don't think anyone really does in most cases, but I don't really like things outside of my control. Mm. Um, that gives me quite a lot of anxiety when I'm unsure of things. But these days, especially I'd say the change came for me this year where I saw a correlation between that feeling of being uncomfortable and knowing that I'm, I'm doing the right thing in a way. So, I mean, it's not like I was completely calm before today. You and I had a phone call on Thursday. And I think judging by the tone of our voices, we were both a little bit unsure about today. Um, I didn't have anything prepared. I mean, I don't have any props here of, of my own. Um, 
but yeah, it's just, it's, there's a part of me that knows I'm going to die one day. Um, mm. It's like you spoke about stoicism, stoicism, sorry. And um, memento mori is, yeah. it's basically the knowledge of knowing that you're going to die. Mm. And a lot of people see that as a negative thing, but in a way it's, it's like a freeing mm. experience to know that everything around you is not going to be forever. And if I didn't do the podcast, for example, or the ice bath, for example, this morning, when am I going to do it? It, it, becomes like procrastination, like you said, and I've procrastinated a lot of my life. And like, I mean, in varsity, I would, no, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. And then two days, three days before I'm like not even getting sleep mm. and that's not healthy either. So as nervous as I was, I think part of me knew that today was something that I wanted to happen and I'm glad that we're here right now. Facts, dude. I mean, yeah, look, look at what's happening. Um, but on what you said earlier, I want to know, do you fear death? You're turning it back on me. Um, <laughs> I do. Why? Because I'm not actually sure what happens to you when you die. Um, I've been told different things. Uh, I would say that I'm a believer in Christianity. Mm. However, it's been a bit skewed in, in my household at times, but yeah, I think I'd, I'd definitely be lying to say I'm not scared of death. It's that same thing as not knowing what's going to happen and being uncertain. I get that same feeling, but at the same time, it's also empowering in a lot of situations where I realize sitting in front of the TV, watching this Netflix series, mm. like every day, uh, when I'm done work, that's not really using my time efficiently and I think a lot of people on their deathbed have said, like, do something that you're passionate about and don't take people things for granted. And that's mm. as much as I get it wrong, that's the direction that I want to go in. Mm. So, yeah, did even that taking things for granted. I mean, earlier this year, I was rock climbing with my cousin, right? And it was cool. We did it, did like a few sessions. And then like the one day my back was sore and I was thinking, oh, wait, it's probably didn't use that muscle. Haven't used it before. And uh, yeah, like then three days later, it was still sore. And I was like, fuck, yeah, maybe I just need a stretch or whatever. And then let's say it, up until a few weeks ago, it was 
still fucked. Like I had to go for physio, all this shit, nothing worked. And just being like debilitated from that, I, I realized like, wow, imagine like for the rest of my life now, like, yeah, I can't go to the gym and like push myself or I can't go and ride my bike because if I stand for too long, it's sore. And uh, that's when I was like, fuck. Like, I really do take shit for granted. Like, it, I would say if you're in, like a normal human being, like the average person, like you are fucking blessed. Like, imagine you're blind right now or had one arm, whatever. Like how different life would be. And like that shit can happen quick, fast. Like I've been in a few situations where some shit like that could have happened easy. I mean, I was shot in the eye with a BB gun when I was younger and I had to like wear sunglasses to school for two weeks. Like I thought I was going to go blind, bro. But oh, thank God I can see right now. But like that shit is, yeah like appreciates those tiny things that you have. Yeah, take those small wins, appreciate the little things. Mm. I agree with that. And I think it's very easy to blame and to look for problems. Mm. And it's almost like you you're blind of what's what's happening around you and then i mean it's a bit of a cliche but you don't really notice things or like realize how important things are to you until they're gone and i mean i've got a quite a lot of friends that have had horrific stories happen to them um especially with death. Um, I mean, I myself lost one of my best friends in grade 10. And I think the months leading up to his death, we kind of, we didn't get along so well. Mm. And we had a little bit of a fallout on small things that we thought really mattered at the time. Mm. When you look back at it in hindsight, you just wish you could go, go back and, and change all of that. But it's so easy to get caught up in the moment. And yeah, when something's gone, you can't, most times you can't get it back. Big facts. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's when it hits the most, yeah. Then mm, you want that. I mean, yeah, dude. Even like two years ago, to cut a long story short, like kicked out the house, was homeless for a few days, like literally on the strip in PTA. And uh, I remember after that, when I got home, because like one of the main reasons like I was there for so long is I didn't have money for petrol for my car. So I, like I couldn't get back. And dude, when I got back after those three days, like just being in a house and having access to food, 
and water and like the bare necessities, it was one of the craziest experiences of my life. Like I, I just thought like how, how hectic it is for, for these guys that are struggling like that. And yeah, like I did without this guy, Magazi, Uncle Magazi, his name was Moses. If, if I didn't meet him in those like three days when I was out there, like I wouldn't have survived. I would have been fucked. Like, dude, I saw this guy, like where he was picking out cans and plastic bottles out the bin, cause that's how they get their money. They take it to a recycling dump and they get like, oh wait, let's say plastic, they get like five rand a kilo, 10, 13 rand. And uh, while he was doing this, bro, he found some chicken. And when I saw him find it, I was like, please don't fucking take this. And he takes it. And then later that day, he starts cooking on the side of the road, literally like, dude, outside Latinos. And uh, he whips out his spices. He whips out like a whole bunch of shit that I didn't even know he had. I was like, what the fuck? And uh, by the end of this meal, if I had to like take a picture and send it to you and be like, yo, I cooked this up, you'd be like, yo, that shit's fire. Like, that looks good. And then I tell you, yeah, this was made out of shit in the bin. And dude, like that was just, like it changed my perspective. I think, I think, cause like, dude, one, one shit thing as well is so many times you'll, you'll check these homeless guys and they annoy you and you just want to ignore them. And uh, the one thing he told me is like, that was the, that's one of the deepest parts about being in that situation is people just ignore you. And like, you don't even feel like a human. And I thought about that, dude. And I was like, you imagine you're already in the deepest of situations and now you can't even like get acknowledged. Like someone won't even look at you. And uh, yeah, when, when I experienced that and like saw that, that's when I was like, yo, even now, if I, if I check these guys and I, I have nothing for them, the least I can do is just give them a thumbs up, say how's it, a little chat, and that can literally make their day. So if you could go back to, 15 year old guy, um, what would you, what would you do differently? Or if this works better, what would you tell him? So he has the thing with that question. I feel like, I think my honest answer is I wouldn't do anything differently because it got me to where I am now. And, uh, I think everything that happened was meant to happen. Every triumph, every fail, like all of that should. Um, but yeah, to give you like a proper answer, I think mainly just time, dude. I think I'd, I'd say to him like, stop fucking around. Like invest your time into something good. Like stay more consistent with the gym learn a new skill like like you know the the obvious answers um 
I think I'd also say, don't be scared. Like, honestly, just if it feels right, fucking do it. Like, I think, dude, even just thinking now, like, I think there were so many girls that could have sparked into something real. And uh, I just hesitated. Like, I was, I was too scared to explore. And yeah, there I'd say, like, dude, stopping a bitch. Just fucking do it. Like, experience it. And yeah, what would you do differently? What would you say to him? So I like I like the way you answered that question because it seems as if you try live your life without regrets. Mm. And I feel the same way. But I still feel like my anxiety at that time was through the roof, to be honest. Um, in school, I felt most of the time completely out of place. I was always trying to like, be friends with the people that I thought were the right people to be friends with or associate with because they had a lot of popularity. Mm. And coming out of school, I've kind of realized that the nerds are the ones that are killing it. They're the ones developing the AI software. Mm. They're the ones that don't really have that crippling anxiety. It's, it's the guys that were the jocks in school that everyone liked and they put their ego in front of who they really were. The, the loudest guy or the loudest person on a night out is usually the one you actually have to be wary of because hmm. they probably from my experience going through the most. Sure. Sure. And I think in school I had a, I was definitely a quiet kid, but I blamed myself for being quiet. Um, I Why? think, I, I saw, of course, I don't mind. Um, <laughs> I saw it as a weakness being introverted. Mm. I didn't really read up too much about what being introverted actually was. So I tried so hard to be more extroverted. Mm. Um, I mean, even after varsity, I did cold calling for three or four months and that was painful. I, like you say, I probably learned the most during that time. Mm. So I made a lot of mistakes. I was way out of my comfort zone and I was getting screamed at every day, <laughs> like Wolf of Wall Street shit. But that's where I realized who I really was. And I realized I'm more comfortable with people that make me comfortable. Mm. And there's times where I want to be uncomfortable and times where I don't. So I think what I would tell myself is it's okay to be quiet. Sometimes it's not, it's not a weakness. It doesn't mean that you don't have anything to say. Mm. It just means you're not the first person to shout out what their mind thinks. And yeah, I think 
just having that ease in my life would would have helped me realize that I'm doing all right a lot earlier in my life. Mm. But other than that, even even the the sales, even the the things that I've done in my life that if I was doing right now, I wish I could take back. Mm. I still don't regret it because it did teach me a lesson that I wouldn't have learned if I wasn't in that experience. Dude, even something you said to me the other day that like I know, but I completely forgot about was everything happens for a reason. Simple as that. Like every shit thing, every good thing. But like when you said to me the other day, like I completely forgot about that. And I think there's just something so reassuring in it that yeah, shit just happens. And even though it's it's so deep or like you hate it, like like there's definitely reasons happening. And uh yeah, it, it's 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 yeah, it's it's so important to remember that. Like like now, when when things get tough and I think of of that, it it makes it go by so much easier because it's like okay, where well, I'm supposed to be here, like like this this is normal. It's supposed to happen. So, do you feel like your energy kind of attracts certain people, certain situations into your life? Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt, it's it's like you say, if if you're that quiet introvert guy, you're probably not going to get much attention from the majority of people. And uh, maybe someone similar to yourself is going to pick that up and then be like, okay, I can relate to this guy. And then that's like the person you want to attract. Or, or yeah. Um, yeah, like I feel like often on a night out when I get really pissed and uh, like I'm just having it. And then... Dude, it doesn't matter, like some stranger I'll just start chatting shit to you and then like or, or or maybe they'll see me chatting shit and they'll be like, Yo, like I wanna see what this fucking idiot's saying. So based on that like in terms of relationships mm. Do you think that's been like part of your like your struggle on the because if your energy attracts that similar energy. Mm. You end up going for the girls that are just as hammered as you are. Or maybe you're going through a difficult time and you're hiding it and they're doing the exact same thing. Mm. How is your relationship with relationships been? Hmm. It's a good question. Um, I'd say I'd say maybe my biggest struggle with relationships is giving everyone the time they deserve, and maybe sometimes I neglect certain people. Like like they mean a lot to me, but I feel like maybe they don't always know that, and and there I feel like I fuck up, and. I'm trying to be more aware of it. Like, 
dude, like WhatsApp, bro. Like I hate that shit so much. Like I wish I had a fucking pigeon. You write me a note, send your pigeon. Let's let's chat like, dude, once a week via pigeon. Like I I wish it was like that sometimes. Cause dude, that pressure of like having to reply all the time. And now if you're online and, and someone's messaging you like, or oh, now you, you can't be a dick and not reply cause you're online. Like, um, so yeah, I think, I think also another important thing with relationships is maybe sometimes there's too many going on in a sense, like, like you have all these people and like, you're trying to satisfy everyone, but in reality, like you can't, you, you can't. And you, you, you really then need to actually just evaluate and see out of these so many people who are the five or 10 or whatever that you really need to give time to. Um, and yeah, I'd say, yeah, just, just trying to be more consistent with that. That's yeah. And in terms of romantic relationships, it's dry right now, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, nah, there's, there's not much happening there. Have um, you been in a relationship before? Never, actually, yeah, never. And I think I'm picky. That's why that's never happened. I think I really like, if, if I know I'm going to give this person a lot of time and like think long-term, I think that's where like, that's why, like, there's been a lot of opportunities where I could have had relationships with certain people, but I think when I thought about those aspects, I was like, nah, I'm not going to waste your time. I don't want you to waste mine. Um, mm. I think a lot of people get into relationships for the wrong reasons without realizing how much of a commitment it is mm. and how important it is to have a good friendship and a good relationship to that person in terms of what you value, um, your personality, even, even your fighting style, um, is one thing that I've learned. So expand <laughs> <laughs> like some people it's actually from oh actually no I, I get what you're saying Jay now. Shetty he's I listen to quite a lot of his podcasts yeah. and I like that he's he's very purpose driven mm. he says that one thing is you've got to know how your partner fights because at the end of the day it's going to happen and how you get through your fights is how you know that you guys are going to stand the test of time mm. so if I'm kung fu and you karate mm. and we're always fighting like that we're gonna push each other's buttons without even realizing we're never gonna get to a place where we can communicate on the same level so i think for me it's it's a big decision um and my advice would be to only go with your gut it's mm. usually right and if your gut's telling you it's not the right person it's probably not sure 
But yeah, even that, I, I actually never even thought of that. Like uh, how you might fight with a person. Um, but yo, that's actually so important. Because I mean, just looking at like, I don't know, family dynamics, the way I might fight with my sister or my mom or whoever. Uh, if, if I carry that into a relationship, holy shit. Never getting married, bro. Like shit won't last. So... Yeah, you have to, to to just yeah know that person and work with it. And I think the mistake is when people get into a relationship, often they won't speak to their friends the way that they speak to their partner. I mean, if their partner makes a mistake, rather than taking them aside and talking to them, you know, like you would if one of your friends did something that you didn't agree with, mm. it turns into like a massive fight straight away and yeah like relationships can be difficult um i think in closing my biggest question for you if you could give me a one-word answer for what is the best thing that's ever happened to you? One word. One word. One sentence. Best thing that's ever happened to me. Holy shit. Put me on the spot. Wow. That's a good question, dog. Mm. I think... Without thinking too hard, I'm going to say experiencing love and not like romantic love, just any love. I think some people don't know, don't know that. And I'm grateful that I got to experience that. Yeah. Well, thanks for today and thanks for giving me your time and your energy and your presence and same to you bro yeah i mean i know we'll have many conversations like this normally um but hopefully we can do this again on the same stage facts now appreciate you doing this dude and shout out to the studio you guys for making it happen and uh